Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS app development. I'm Marco Arment. And I'm David Smith. Under the Radar is usually not longer than 30 minutes, so let's get started. So today I want to talk about motivation, um, or lack thereof, or <laughs> uh, the things that get in the way of motivation. And it, it, I think it's a, it's a perennial topic. I think some of our earlier earliest episodes are even talking about motivation. But um, it's perennial, I think, because it is consistently difficult and is consistently relevant. Like it is not something that I don't think I will ever like solve that one day I've just like, you know, I've nailed it. I know exactly how to, how to stay motivated, how to be motivated, how to be super productive. I don't expect that to ever be the case. I've been doing this, you know, I've been a professional programmer for over 20 years now and it's still just roll with it just as much as I did um, in the, those early days. So I don't think it's going to go away. But what I can do is to just try and understand it, to try and come up with strategies that allow me to work around it and to be more productive as a result, or at least not be hard on myself when I'm not being productive. And the specific sort of framing and thing that I wanted, the path I wanted to walk us down today is coming from a fantastic episode of the Script Notes podcast, which is a weekly podcast by John August and Craig Mazin talking about screenwriting and things that are interesting to screenwriters, which in some ways you wouldn't think has, it's like, why, Dave, why do you listen to that? You are a programmer. And I will say something about this show, and I think there are many shows like it, that hearing people talk who are sort of experts in their field talk about the way in which they go around making things, like talking about their craft, is incredibly valuable. And is incredibly useful. And I've been listening to script notes for, I don't even know, I think they're, I mean, they're in ep episodes something like 500 and something. And I've been listening since I think the 200s. Like it's for a very long time I've been listening to this show because while I don't ever expect to write a screenplay, which is what ostensibly they're talking about, I have learned a tremendous amount about being better at making things. And I imagine in some ways, so like I would recommend the show to anyone. And I would imagine, especially if you're someone who listens to Under the Radar for the same who, but if you're not a programmer, and I know you're out there because I've heard from you that there are people who listen to the show who just listening to it because hearing Marco and I talk about what we do and how we do it is useful. And this is another show in the same, you know, exact mold where it's people who just are being thoughtful about what it is to make it. But anyway, that's an aside, but a, a recommendation. Um, in this last episode, John was talking about the difference between motivation and inspiration. And he, there was this framing about separating those as sort of somewhat separate things where motivation is best in some ways thought of is the sh sort of showing up and doing the work regardless. Um, and inspiration is in some ways, the way, at least the way I took it is inspiration is those things where you have a spark, a an idea, something that gets sort of a bee in your bonnet that you just can't get rid of, and it creates motivation almost in in, in and of itself. And those moments um, can be incredibly effective, can be incredibly important. Um, and if I'm honest, as I look at myself as a developer, are increasingly something like my business is built on sort of like inspiration-driven development, where I am do my best work and work you know, get the most output out of myself when I'm inspired, when I have that sense of like, wow, I have a cool idea, I want to build something and I go and do it. Like when that happens, it's amazing. And 
I think it is useful to separate that from just regular motivation in terms of the ability to get work done, just regardless of the circumstances, regardless of the task, because sometimes you won't be inspired. And sometimes um, you have things that are making you work that are different than just like the glorious, wonderful, you sit down, you have an idea and you know, you're know you flowing and you're in Xcode and it's amazing. Like when that happens, that's great, but that isn't most of the time. And I think what really is interesting is I've been sort of like noodling this around in my head all week is the sense that, so in motivation, we typically think of it in terms of there's two kinds of motivation. There's intrinsic and extrinsic motivation. So Intrinsic motivation is the sort of self-directed ability of someone to work towards something because of an inner uh, drive and desire to accomplish it. That like intrinsic, like you just, they they decide, I want to do it and they go and do it. Um, Whereas extrinsic motivation is the alternative side of that, whereas instead it's something outside of you is causing you to do whatever it is that you need to do to to complete this work. This can be, you know, a boss. This can be a teacher. This is a deadline that you put on yourself. Whatever those things, like it's something outside yourself that is causing you to do whatever it is that you need to do. And I think what was interesting is as the more I thought about it, inspiration works and why it's so powerful is because it is both intrinsic and extrinsic at the same time. And it is like the, you know, the intersection diagram of those two things where it is internally generated and internally important, but it is almost creates this external push on you because it's something that you don't want to lose. And it's like the inspiration of the idea itself becomes your boss, your teacher, your deadline and pushes you to work. And I think that is just an interesting way to think about it. And I think an interesting kind of reality that, you know, understanding that there are different modes and different things that motivate you, at least for me, is helpful where right now I feel very unmotivated at work. Um, Like, and this is not atypical, very often this time of year, I feel very unmotivated because over the summer I have lots and lots of extrinsic motivation because there's, you know, an iOS release coming sometime in September. I have to get this work done. If it's not done by then, bad things happen. Like I have that kind of external pressure. I get through September, I get it out, and that goes away. And I'm left with only sort of in some ways my self-directed motivation, of which I have very little. And then it's almost (laughs) like I transition instead into just like inspiration-driven, where it's like the only time I'm actually excited and able to really do lots of work is when it's happening as a result of an idea I have, something that gets exciting, and that sort of like creates this motivation storm that I will then be able to ride for a little bit until it dies away, and then I'm unmotivated again entirely. This is so, so familiar to me. <laughs> oh my god, everything that you just said, it's like, yep, yeah, me too. I mean, I, I too, I've had a terrible, I, I feel terrible about my about my work right now. I, I just feel awful about it. I, I feel like I'm getting nothing done. I feel like I have gotten nothing done for months. I'm extremely unmotivated, very low energy, very low confidence. And I go through the cycles, you know, as you were saying, like, you know, fall, like early fall with the, the end of the betas and the release of the new hardware, like that is the busiest time for us usually. I kind of burn out after that for a little while um, because, you know, when I am working at my best, I am capable of incredible productivity. But 
it always is in a burst form. It, it's it's a burst of it for a little while, whatever that is. Sometimes it's one day. Sometimes it's, it can be like a week or two, uh, maybe a month if I'm lucky. Uh, but for the most part, that's a burst. And then I have to basically come down and recharge and have relatively low productivity for usually three or four times whatever that interval was. And that can be months or at least weeks. Um, and during those times, I really feel terrible about about my work, about myself, about what am I what am I doing here? Um, and uh, and you know, it, it can be very hard to to swing back out of that again, like to 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 get back into doing things. And I mean this this past couple of months have been interruption after interruption, distraction after distraction, um, failed effort after failed effort. <laughs> like, and and I think and part of part of why I push for certain things that I push for um, things like uh, using mature tools, um, keeping, keeping certain problem sets simple, not tackling too many really hairy, difficult problems is because there are certain things that I think sap your productivity and your motivation faster than others. I mean, certainly interruptions are a big one. And that's something that a lot of times we just can't control. I mean, to some degree, we have control over our environment. But, you know, if the interruptions are coming from things like events around you, your family, uh, situational stuff that's happening around you, things you have to do for yourself, maybe for other reasons, like for, you know, health or whatever, you know, there's, there's so many interruptions to our work. And that, that has been the summary of my last month. Has just been like, oh, I'm getting getting somewhere, getting somewhere. Oh, nope, got got to stop right now because something has to be taken care of. Or you know, there's been it's it's a day off of school, and so you know you 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 don't want to like leave your kid alone in front of a screen all day long, you know, or stuff like that. Or you have to go to a wedding, go to a family event. There's been so many of those things in my life for the last couple of months. None of this is. It isn't just like happening to me. Like some of it's my fault too. You know, I'm I'm sharing the blame here. Yeah. Um. But there's so many of those things that that I, I've had very little work time that's made up of solid long blocks. It, I've had a lot of little slices. Oh, you can work on work on stuff for two hours. Oh, stop. You know, <laughs> where oh you can have 45 minutes here. Oh, stop. And, and it, that kind of thing saps motivation like crazy. Another thing is fighting your tools. Again, this is why I I, I always think of you know keeping things as conservative as possible with tooling this is why i don't jump into new frameworks new languages new apis on day one or on year one um, because fighting your tools fighting your languages if you know you're having if you're hitting bugs in xcode or whatever that's a that's a motivation killer um, fighting the the Apple distribution system, whatever in whatever form that takes, between the code signing all the way up to App Store review, that's a motivation killer. And so, what I have found for my kind of general motivation happiness is to try to create opportunities where you can work for a long span of time, maybe like you know a whole day if you're lucky, multiple days, but that's too optimistic for me usually um if you can get like a whole day where you're only doing the fun part and this is not going to obviously be possible every day yeah but try to cram in one of these on some kind of regular basis whether you can do it once a week or twice whatever it is whatever you can do stack all your work in such a way that you can have one big block of time that you can do the part that you actually like so you know for us it's probably like the actual working in xcode like that that part that I love that part, and 
I am so often not doing that part because something else gets in the way. And if you can if you can coalesce your availability and and how you arrange like administrative tasks or other like BS that you don't want to deal with, I have found that helps a lot. Um, and where if you just say, all right, here's an entire day, and if you start that day unmotivated or in in, in like you know a low low energy state, if you then give yourself, all right, this entire day, all I have to do today is open up Xcode and try to get something done. And there's nothing else on your plate that day. And you have four hours and then a quick meal and then four more hours, whatever it is, whatever you can do. That is a really good way to get yourself moving again, to like unfreeze yourself, to to get get the wheels moving, start building some inertia. And even if you only have one of those a week, that's enough not only to get a decent amount done, you'd be surprised, uh, but also to to help you judge yourself more positively, to, to help you turn your own mood around and to be less judgmental about yourself being like, man, I'm, I'm pretty worthless this week. I'm not getting anything done. Like if you have a day or two where you can get something done in, in that large block, it is extremely helpful in so many ways. And whenever I go like a week or two or three without having anything like that, like I am right now, I feel horrible about my work. Um, but when I've been able to do that and, and I'm here, I'm talking to myself here. This is the path out of this. Like, this is, yeah. <laughs> this is how to do it. And I've even found that it matters like what I'm working on, uh, during that time. Like uh, part of the reason why I've had, uh, a lot of, well, I've felt down a lot recently about, about my overcast work is that I've spent so much time recently bogged down in either, server work which i'm increasingly coming to hate and increasingly looking to to you know get myself out of some capacity and also the kind of work where i'm just dealing with other people's like problems or stuff in, in the sense that like you know overcast crawls a bunch of podcasts and then has to serve those people well recently i've been having problems with podcasts i've been crawling in various ways like all of cloudflare i'm having a problem with right now which is kind of big um yeah they're like different podcast hosts that like mess up their guids or or have bad redirects or or things and dealing with like okay i it's it i have to deal with this problem now it it feels like you know repetitive almost you know kind of janitorial work of like i'm cleaning up someone else's mess here i'd rather be making the app better for everybody but instead i have to do this and and part of that is you know oh well bad luck bad timing this this kind of stuff happens sometimes part of it is I made an app that depends on a bunch of other people's servers and content and behavior. And so I kind of signed up for this. And so in if I'm trying to get a, a nice, satisfying, large block of work done, it's probably better to either, you know, not go into this kind of business to begin with, but hey, I'm here now, um, and or to to work on an area that doesn't touch all that stuff. So rather than working on something that needs a server-side component or, or something that, you know, needs to deal with people's broken feeds or, or broken hosts. Um, work on something that's totally, like, self-contained and away from all those areas. Like some kind of fun interface feature or something like that. Uh, I found that kind of thing helps a lot as well. We are brought to you this week by Indeed. 
Have you got ambitious hiring goals for the last quarter of 2022? With a powerful hiring partner, big goals are no big deal. You need Indeed. It's the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. If you hate waiting, Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. And hiring all in one place is made so easy. They have a jaw-dropping pool of talent at Indeed. Three out of four of U.S. online job seekers search for jobs on Indeed each month, according to Comscore. You can join more than 3 million businesses worldwide when using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to sponsor your job post at Indeed.com slash under the radar. Offer is good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now. Indeed.com slash under the radar. Just go to I-N-D-E-E-D. Indeed.com slash under the radar. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Our thanks to Indeed for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. So I really appreciate you saying that. While I'm sad to hear that it's been a difficult time recently for you, there is something, and this is part of why I wanted to bring this up as a topic, is there is something encouraging about not feeling alone in that, that like you are someone whose work I admire, who has created wonderful things, but yet you still struggle with this. And I feel like it's the same with me where I feel like I've made things that are, you know, successful and have done well, but it is still something that I struggle with. And I think being forthright about that is useful to be like, because I think that the spiral that you start to talk about of like starting to think of yourself, you know, it's like, I'm a bad developer. I'm, I mean, you can get into the imposter syndrome side of that or just the just classic, I mean, even just like self-confidence depression side of that. Yeah. Of just like not feeling like you're worthwhile because the thing that you do that you're supposed to be really good at is difficult. Like that is just hard. Um, yeah. Like, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't pretend to be qualified in the area to label any part of anything as depression because i'm not a mental health expert sure. but i would describe myself as professionally depressed most of the summer like in terms of like my ios development and my, myself as a programmer i have been like a like programmer depressed all summer and all fall so far oh yeah and i'm so sorry it's like i'm sorry to hear that and it's like it is but it is also like i've had long swaths of this year where i think i feel exactly the same way that you know, it's this really tenuous thing that I feel like in some ways because of what we do is so like, especially being an independent where so much of our self-worth can be tied into what it is we're making. It's harder to then separate the, you know, the act of creation from us as people that, you know, it's like if my app is good, then I am good because I am app. Like that's what I do. It's very, it's very different than when I used to work I mean, it's a long time ago that I used to do this, but when I used to work at a big company and it's like we had a product release and it was like I was one of 30 people who worked on it. And that has a certain sense of camaraderie, but it's a different sense of ownership. And I didn't feel as personally, you know, like when there were bugs and issues in that app, it's like I didn't feel like I was personally responsible for them in the same way. And so it can definitely um, be a very different in terms of the way it hit, it, it, it it sort of affects you psychologically and from a, like a self-care mental health perspective. But yeah, I also so sort of 
uh, agree and can have so much experience that that jives with what you're saying about. And finally, it makes me think of you know in the same episode of Script Notes where they're talking about this, they were talking about how if you encounter like writer's block, one of the most important things is to just start writing. That it's the sense of if you don't know what to write, that's fine. Just start writing. Like whatever it yeah, is, you can writing just, anything. Anything. Just start writing. I don't know what to write. Writing is really hard. I find writing very difficult. And just start do just start. And that is so often the thing that is is helpful at getting you out of you know sort of funks or you know just sort of dead ends or things. And it's in a weird way, it makes me think of it's sort of it's like creativity is a ship that can be steered with a rudder, but very slowly. And it's sort of like, it's almost like you can sneak up on problems you have to solve by generating some inertia and speed in a different direction by just doing something you like that's related or anything really just start making something. And then you start turning your rudder and you can gradually point it towards the problem that you actually need to solve. Like for me, I've been recently doing a lot of work making custom Apple watch faces, which is you know, I think useful insofar as it's developing some design skills and things I do, but mostly I'm just doing it because I enjoy doing it and I, I like making it and I can, you know, it's very easy for me to motivate myself to sit down for three or four hours and make it what, make an Apple watch face. And it's helpful just because it builds up that little bit of speed that I can then, you know, turn towards things that I need to solve. Like I had to deal with, you know, some weird esoteric crashing bug in Widgetsmith that like was one of those just melts your brain and <laughs> was, t- you know, not, not, not fun at all. But it's like the way I got there was by sort of building up momentum, going in one direction, just making Apple, Apple Watch faces. And then almost like as it, you know, it's like cheating by then turning, turning the rudder of my creativity ship and just like turning it, turning it around and, you know, taking advantage of the inertia that I had to, to deal with it. Cause otherwise I would just look at the problem and be like, I don't want to do this. This is hard. Like this is really, I don't, I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. I have no sort of motivation to do this. And so I just wasn't. And it's like, there's this bug that's affecting people that I really should be dealing with, but I wasn't dealing with it. And it's like, in some ways, going off and making Apple Watch faces is like the opposite in terms of like, well, it's like, how, how is that going to help? It's like, but in the reality is I've found that it does. And that's like, you just need to start doing something and you need to, you know, sort of sit rather than sitting down and being frustrated. It's like, sit down at your desk and do something that is in any way productive in any way, you know, in, in, encouraging you creatively is tremendously helpful in terms of, you know, moving that up. And it's not like it's this magic thing that'll just like solve all your problems, but it definitely, I find it, you know, it's, it's a tool that you can use which is at the end of the day, all we have is like our strategies. It's like we have different strategies for getting us out of different holes. And that's one that I think is very useful and worth trying. Yeah, I, I've actually, I do the strategy, whether intentionally or not, um, pretty frequently. <laughs> because, um, you know, if you look at, at the, you know, whatever apps I've made over the years, some of them are apps that I have only made for myself. Some of them I've never even released. Um, and I do follow this pattern a lot where like, all right, if I'm, if I'm kind of in a slump on my main app, uh, you know, whether it was Instapaper back in the day or Overcast now, um, during those slumps, I would sometimes take a little break and go do something else and make some other app that, you know, even if I would never release it, uh, or even if it wasn't even an app, maybe, maybe it's some like, you know, weird thing I'm doing like for smart home stuff or other like, you know, kind of personal projects. But like, you know, recently, just in the last couple of days, I decided I'm going to break my log jam here 
by um, making an app that's going to serve my local community for a very weird and specialized need. This app will most likely have a user base of between you know, 1 and 20 people. Um, and the maximum user base you could ever have, ever, is is about 200 people. If if every single person who could use this app does use this app, it's about 200 people. So it's a very, very small thing. There's no commercial you know potential here at all. It's just to make my life a little bit better and hopefully these other people's lives better as well. And I'm spending a few days doing this because... Uh, it makes me feel good to do to do like you know new project and let's do the fun part only when not deal with anyone's RSS feeds or server problems. Yeah, you know, like, I'll deal with that, and that is frequently a way to like kind of you know as you said like kind of get yourself moving again, like un- unclog the the uh, logjam or whatever metaphors I'm mixing up here, and uh, and and finally get get your get yourself moving again because even though it feels like you're wasting time. Which can fe- which can make you then judge yourself even more negatively, like oh my god, why am I doing this when I should be doing this? Um, you know, I'm no stranger to those feelings, but yeah. uh, I mean that's also <laughs> half my life is spent feeling those feelings. Uh, but but ultimately, um, if you can get yourself out of a funk that is affecting the thing you should be doing by temporarily doing something else that feels like time wasting, but it gets you out of that funk, then that is actually helping the original thing because then, as you mentioned, you can take that momentum that you have or or the the newly freed up you know mental block, and you can then apply your productivity to the main thing when you're ready, and that is way better than just sitting in the funk yelling at yourself for another two weeks. Yeah, and I think something there that has been a useful way for me to frame it for myself to kind of give myself permission to do what you're talking about, which I don't like need to, but I find that I. Maybe I do need to. I should. Maybe I shouldn't need to, but I do need to to give myself sort of a justification for it. Um, and it, it was a, a thought I'd had recently of that. In many ways, productivity is like ability times motivation. Hmm. And it, if I if I'm having trouble on the motivation side, the thing that I can press on to increase and is making just as much of a you know, meaningful impact on my productivity is to increase my ability. So in this case, it's by learning, by doing something, by making a new app, whatever that might be, it is increasing my ability. It is definitely making me a better developer. Every time I do that, every time I go to file a new project and I start something and I make something, the act of making that is improving my skill set, is improving what I'm able to do is, and it, maybe it's in subtle ways, maybe it's just, you know, in terms of like, it, there's an, there's a sense of just being better at doing the basics. Like that is still a useful thing. Like it's been a long time since I did martial arts, but when I was a kid, I remember doing karate and we would do the same movement over and over again, not because we were like learning something new, but because we were getting better at being able to repeat that skill over and over. And so it's just something that I think of now is whenever I'm doing these like sort of side projects, you know, it's like I'm you know, making Apple Watch faces or building a hiking app or doing these things that aren't necessarily one day going to be, you know, big parts of my main business. It's like, well, what I'm doing is increasing my abilities so that when I need to increase, you know, so I can overall my like, you know, my productivity, when I have the motivation to really dive at my main problems that I need to, or that are most important for pushing my, you know, my business forward, I have increased ability to do that. And it's like, 
because it's in some ways, if, you know, if my mental model is at all valid in the sense of it's like one times the other, you know, if I can make an increase in one, it'll offset times when I'm, you know, struggling or behind on the other. And so, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a useful tool that I found to kind of justify those, those sort of side projects for myself. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Cause like one of the, one of the like, you know, negative voices in my head whenever I do one of these is like, you know, if, if the thing I'm working on has no relevance to Overcast whatsoever in terms of like APIs or technologies used or anything like, you know, like what I'm doing, what I'm doing with my dumb little local app here that I'm making, it's, it's location based. It's about driving. And there is, I, there's no reason for me to use location stuff, mapping kind of things. Like there's no reason for me to use any of that in Overcast. <laughs> and so there's no overlap, like, uh, you know, on the surface. But at the same time, as I'm doing that, I'll be using things like Swift UI and, you know, push notification services and things like that that are like, okay, actually, and maybe I can mix in CloudKit because I'm trying to get better at CloudKit and to help avoid the server stuff I'm dealing with. And so, like, there's other things that I can blend in that that might be, you know, they, they might not have an immediate value in, in terms of direct relevance to my main thing, but... Who knows, like six months from now or six years from now, they might have value. And, and I won't know in, until, I, until I get there. And I might never get there, and that's also okay. Yeah, because the whole point is that you, would, you the person, the developer, would have been improved as a result. Like, Overcast is an important thing. It's a useful part of you know, your life and what you do. But it's also like, you know, Marco is important too. And making Marco better is uh, a worthwhile thing just even in, you know, in and of itself without needing it to be something that has this spillover effect into the things that Marco makes. Marco itself is important and it's important that you're kind to yourself and take care of yourself as a result. Well, thanks. This was a good therapy session. Yeah. And I guess, be, uh, you know, anyone listening, be kind to yourself. It's like, Number one, make sure that you aren't be too hard on yourself. Understand that people even, you know, like Marco and I have been doing this a very long time and have had some success with it. This is still a struggle, like whatever, you know, 10, 13 years on, it's still very difficult. Yep. And we got to just do what we can, care for ourselves and figure out what we need to get through it. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we will talk to you in two weeks. Bye.